Hello, hello, and welcome to the Canadian Football Countdown. I'm Ryan Coop, bringing you the third and final of three podcast episodes this weekend, introducing you to the newest members of the Canadian Football Countdown team. Back at the start of March, we put out the call on social media looking to expand our podcast team for this upcoming season, and we got some applications and did some interviews, and as we announced on our social media accounts a few days ago, we are very pleased to have Trey Colbeck, Brian Lowe, and Adam Stewart joining myself and Michael Garrell here on the Canadian Football Countdown all year long. Very excited to have them all on board and looking forward to being able to provide more great CFL content for you all, including an extra episode each week all season long. Each week throughout the CFL season, I'll be joined by Mike and Brian on the weekly recap at the start of the week where we'll break down all the games and biggest news from the past week around the CFL. And then later in the week, Trey and Adam will join myself on the weekly preview, where we'll take a look at the games coming up, talk CFL pick'em, CFL fantasy, prop bets, and all of that fun stuff. During the interview process, I had the pleasure of sitting down with each of these guys and recorded a short episode with them, where we talked about their CFL fandom and got into talking about some of the current events from around the league as well. I figured, hey, let's put these out on the podcast feeds as a way of introducing you, the listeners, to the voices you'll be hearing here on the podcast all season long. So here in this episode, you'll hear my chat with Adam, which we recorded back on March 28th. And uh, if you missed it, go back and check out my conversations with Trey and Brian earlier this weekend as well. Before we kick things off with Adam, I do want to mention we are a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network, and as always, want to acknowledge that Canadian Football Countdown headquarters are located on Treaty 1 territory, traditional territory of the Anishinaabe, Cree, Ojukri, Dakota, and Dene peoples, and the homeland of the Métis Nation. Now, let's take you over to my conversation with one of the newest members of the CFC team, Adam Stewart. Now let's bring in our guest of honor for this evening. He's a farmer by day, the voice of the Theodore Buffaloes Senior Hockey Club, and a passionate fan of the CFL, and particularly the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I'm pleased to be joined by the great Adam Stewart. Adam, welcome to the show. How are you this evening? Well, thanks for the introduction, Ryan. Uh, yeah, no, I'm doing very well. Uh, been uh, been quite excited to try and uh, see if I can uh, maybe win one of these opportunities, and I'll put on my best effort and... You know, give it 100% and we'll see what we can do here. Perfect. Yes, uh, very excited to have you here today. We'll talk about your CFL fandom a little bit. We'll get into some current events around the CFL and uh, maybe even play a game at the end. How does that sound, Adam? Hey, sounds real good, Ryan. All right, let's get into it. First of all, always like to hear the backstory. Uh, how did you first get into the CFL? Well, it, it all started, I was born in 1988. And then, of course, in Saskatchewan, there's kind of a traditional rule. You've, you've got to have green on pretty much when you're almost born. Well, about nine months into me being uh, a baby, I guess, uh, my mom bought me a Saskatchewan Riders onesie. Of course, it came from the 1989 Grey Cup when the uh, Rough Riders defeated the Tiger Cats. Sorry, Tiger Cat fans. 43-40 uh, <laughs> uh, in Toronto. And uh, I've been a fan ever since. I mean, used to go to games when I was in college in Alberta. When I went out lots of times out to remember road trips to uh, McMahon Stadium, going out there in a little three-cylinder Geo Metro. And let's face it, <laughs> if you take Highway 2 on it with a Geo Metro, you, you aren't the most loved man in, uh, in Alberta. Let's put it that way. Uh, 
But yeah, no, I've always been a big uh, Saskatchewan Rough Rider fan, but also a big CFL fan in general. Mm. Uh, let's face it, if you can tell me about the Toronto Argonauts, and I'll talk to you for 10, 15 minutes about the Argos. Uh, you can tell me about the Montreal Alouettes, and I'll say still remind people about why they traded for Johnny Manziel, and I'll try to explain <laughs> it. Now, I don't do a very good job of explaining it, though. Irregardless, like I said, it's been a long, long time that I've been a Rough Rider fan. I remember in 97... Uh, in Saskatchewan, there used to be an event that you used to be able to win preseason tickets to go to a football game uh, in Saskatchewan to Taylor Field. And I remember getting a set of these tickets. I believe it was was an event for MS, I believe it was. And you used to be able to get these tickets and you go to a preseason game. And it was great. You went there and you watched them play. Usually it was the Blue Bombers or uh, the uh, uh, BC Lions. One of those teams used to be the one that used to come in. And it was just a fun time always going to a CFL game. I remember another couple of games, like I said, it's, it's been a great time that I've always had at a CFL game. And I love talking the uh, sport. And like to me, I like all sorts of football, but three down football is my, is absolutely, there's no question, the best game out there. I think one of the great things about this league is, and maybe because it's such a small league, only nine teams in it, right, is that it's easier to be a fan of the league as a whole. You can watch every game in one weekend, right? And just take it all in. And, uh, you know, I'm a Winnipeg Blue Bombers fan at heart, but more and more, much the same as you, a fan of the league as a whole, which uh, which I think is great. Uh, as I mentioned off the top of the show, you're a farmer by day. Uh, how'd you get into that? Is it, Did you grow up on a farm? Is it always something you wanted to do growing up? Or how did that all come to be? Well, my uh, my parents were farmers, of course, and my dad was, and my grandpa was, and my great grandpa was. Uh, so, you know, it's just a thing that just comes to us uh, for naturally. We farm about 12, 1300 acres of grain land out in uh, out near uh, Yorkton, Saskatchewan. I won't say where my small town is because nobody probably ever heard of it. <laughs> I mean, in small town Saskatchewan, everybody's heard of every town in Saskatchewan, but nevertheless, uh, 12, 1300 acres of grain land, and then about 50 head of cattle. And uh, no, I, you know what? I've always had a passion for, uh, for uh, farming as well. Uh, back in the day, I always, for Christmas, I always wanted two things. One was a real true farm simulator game uh, because I used to be in video games a little bit and a CFL video game. Well, I got one of the two. I got farm simulator, <laughs> but I didn't get the CFL video game yet. So, uh, you know, if the commissioner's listening, you know, <laughs> you can make a little boy's dream come true still. Yeah, one of those things. I think a lot of people the same way uh, are are hoping that one day that is out there. And, you know, they do have one, you know, Canuck play has made a, a maximum, you know, maximum football, but didn't get the support from the league, unfortunately, on that. Uh, I, I very much also still have that dream of one day there being a CFL game. Uh, now, you mentioned uh, you, some long drives to games, uh, about two and a half hour drives to, to games, which is nuts, but it, I think in a cool way. Uh, is this a regular occurrence for you? Is it sometimes once in a while that, that you're making the trek out there? And uh, what does the game day experience look like for you? Well, usually what happens is we always consider it almost like going for a reunion or going to church or whatever you want to call it. Uh, in Saskatchewan, of course, two and a half hours is a very short drive. For some other people in this province, it's a six hour, it's an eight hour. It's a drive all the way from Alberta to come and watch Saskatchewan Rough Rider games. And they're season ticket holders. That means that most games that they go to, they're going to all of them. If they can make all of them, they're gone and they're going. Uh, the uh, I used to be a flex pack owner for quite a little while here. 
And because of farming, it's very tough to make every single game, but you try to make as many as you can. And uh, the nice thing was you can always bring a friend or two with you for the flex packs. And, and then the last year here, I looked and I said, you know, between me and my one friend, we, we seem to be going to lots of games anyways. And there was an opportunity to be able to get great cup tickets for well this year. So okay. we decided, okay, we're going to pull the pin, buy some tickets and go to buy some season tickets. So it's been great. Um, been the first year season ticket holder last year and uh, this year again, uh, where we're sitting in the fields. I know the first thing I did when I when I got those season tickets was yell over to uh, Craig Dickinson, hey, if I yell something stupid from the crowd, please just ignore me. You know <laughs> what you're doing. <laughs> and the funniest part was the thumbs up and him just carrying on what he was doing. So, so uh, yeah, no, it's been it's been great. And yeah, for us, game day involves, like I said, that hour and a half, two hour drive, a little bit longer sometimes uh, into Regina. Uh, usually grabbing supper, grabbing lunch, depending what's going on, and then hitting the field, watching the pre-warm-ups. Uh, pre, uh, we make sure that we're there right when the gate opens because we want to check out and we're now analyzing and trying to figure out which players we're looking at today. And we got to fill out our fantasy rosters once in a while quickly to make sure we got them all the right guys on and uh, go from there. So, uh, yeah, no, it's uh, quite the process. And then usually when you uh, leave, of course, because it's hard to leave the area from Regina and Elvestone there. Yeah, you got a long drive to get out of the city. And so usually we get home, like if it's a uh, 7 o'clock start or an 8 o'clock start, we leave there at about 11 o'clock by about uh, 2, 2.30 in the morning. Oh. That's when you get home. I commend you. That's that's amazing. Wow. And, uh, and like I say, Ryan, I'm not the only guy that does this in Saskatchewan. That's a short drive, really, going from uh, Regina out to uh, out to Yorkton, essentially. Oh wow! Uh, you've been a lifelong fan, as you mentioned, uh, of the CFL. Uh, you know, one of the big things the CFL is like all the talk is how do we draw in new fans, but I think it's important to also focus on how do we keep existing fans. So, what is it about this league that keeps you coming back year after year? You know, it's the speed, it's the size of the field. It's the uh, energy that you get out of the fans in the crowd. I mean, in Saskatchewan, I'm very fortunate that I'm in a very passionate uh, area of the CFL. Uh, but, you know, you feel it all over wherever you go. I've been to games, like I say, in Calgary before and in Edmonton and in Winnipeg. And you feel that all the time in, in a CFL stadium. There's that group of diehard loyal fans that come each time for that same thing. They come for the experience, but they also come for some great football. Let's face it, the players on the CFL field are some of the best and most talented players there are anywhere, essentially. And now when I say that, everybody says to me, yeah, the NFL is there. It's a different it's a different game. It's a completely different game. The players that are on the field for this game are some of the best players on the field for this game. If you asked a, uh, uh, well, I always keep saying Johnny Manziel, <laughs> how the CFL is, he didn't make it. And there's a reason behind that. There's been other players that have come up uh, from the NFL, thought that they're going to light the league up, go back down to the NFL. It's a completely, completely different game. you got to adjust and you got to change to that game. And if you don't, you, you get beat. And that's what I love about the CFL. It's uniquely Canadian. It's all by itself. And watching Canadian talent also on the field is a big thing for me too. I watch a lot of CIS and 
Uh, well, I guess I should say I do sports now. Uh, and uh, uh, CJFL games. I mean, I've got a uh, I've got a cousin that deals a lot with the Hilltops. And let's face it, you watch a Hilltops game or you watch a, uh, a Thunder game or you watch a Rams game. Uh, all those are just so exciting. Uh, yet there's still some fans out there that just will only go to the NFL. Like I said, I always say give the CFL a shot first and it's a different game and you'll enjoy it. Do you have a fav- uh, a specific favorite CFL memory, one that sticks out to you? Well, my most favorite one, I think, has got to be 2013 when we won the Grey Cup at home. Uh, I remember going to my friend's place pretty much uh, whenever the game was away, we were at his place and just watching every game and analyzing everything and watching over what we can uh, figure out what what is Corey Sheets going to do today. Uh, are we going to have uh, uh, Brendan Labatt ready to go so we can get that extra play run through? Or uh, is G. Roy Simon going to end up scoring another touchdown for the Riders, uh, even though he was maybe a little banged up or something? In that, that game, though, in the 2013 Grey Cup, I mean, my memory was we had nine of us and we tried to figure out how we could all go down to the game uh, together. We ended up going in a limousine because that's the only one we could find that was reasonable enough to go in. I uh, got to the game at about 2.30 in the afternoon, and you could hear the Henry chants at 2.30 <laughs> in the afternoon. It, it was incredible. Yeah, Anywhere you went in that near that stadium, when warm-ups were started, the Henry chant was on. Uh, and then I remember about, I think it was just into the second quarter when the snap went past Henry Burris and Saskatchewan recovered. We figured we were going to win the Grey Cup. And the celebration was pretty much on right from this pretty much 13 minutes into the, or two minutes, three minutes into the second quarter, all the way to the fourth quarter. It was just a big celebration. A little bit of nerves there in the third quarter, but that wasn't very much. <laughs> so, no, that was my absolute uh, biggest memory of a, of, a, uh, of, a, of a CFL moment right now. And, I mean, let's face it, there's more to come. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, what about favorite player, past and present? Well, in the past, I would probably say I really enjoyed Ken Austin as a quarterback. He was just one of those quarterbacks that would throw it up. And I mean, let's face it, that's a big part of the CFL game was throwing that big, long ball. And he was one of those that could just do it do it very well. Uh, another one that I really could think about, uh, Gene Mikowski. I just enjoyed how he could hold and hold the line so well uh, compared to most. Uh, now, present player, I mean, Cody Fajardo, obviously, I kind of enjoy. But uh, one player that I really, really enjoy watching play as a linebacker that just went to Calgary is Cam Judge. Mm. Mr. Judge, essentially, that guy can take over a game at any time. And I'm not sure why it didn't really work out in Toronto. But I know when he was in Saskatchewan, he was dynamite. And when you watched him play, he definitely was something else. Well, that answers my next question, I, I think. Favorite player on another team, is it Cam Judge? or Right now, it's Cam Judge for sure. Uh, previous player, though, on another team, uh, I don't know. I guess he's technically back now. I always enjoyed Deron Carter. And, <laughs> you know, it wasn't just for the, uh, for the sideline antics. It was the guy could catch like no tomorrow. He he went me like I said with that time when he went to defensive back, and pretty much said I'm going to get an interception. There was nobody in the Regina media that was taking him seriously. The guy went out and proved it, and you know what? 
he was just it, when he's on the field, you watch him because he was just that great, and you always want to see what he's up to and what he's going to do next. It was just it's it's one of those spark plugs that the CFL needed at that time, and I guess now he's in Edmonton, sort of. But uh, yeah, so hopefully he sticks around there and uh, watch out for Duran. I'm so excited the Chris Jones wild ride has brought Deron Carter back to the CFL with the Edmonton Elks there. To be uh, honest, with, uh, yeah, uh, to be honest with you, I'm just happy the Elks brought the Chris Jones wild ride back. That, <laughs> that was more what I was excited about. For sure. Uh, you're an avid CFL fantasy player. Uh, so let me hit you with a few fantasy related questions here. Uh, first of all, let's go back to last season a little bit. Any players last season that really stood out to you uh, first as players you didn't necessarily have on your radar coming into the year that end up being kind of key players last season. Uh, and, the, and then the inverse, any guys you had high expectations for that uh, just kind of fell flat. You know, there was actually one player that I was really surprised about that came in that uh, really scored me a lot of points. And again, with the rough riders was Keon Schaefer Baker did not come in and expecting anything out of the guy, really. I mean, thought, okay, CFL rookie, Canadian rookie, not going to be very much here. But you know what? There'll be something eventually. Uh, I figured he'd probably maybe take two, three years, like most receivers that are nationals, take a little bit of extra time. Came out and just scored me a lot of fantasy points. Uh, I was very happy with his results and very reasonable cost. Uh, one of the players that I was really disappointed in all year was uh, the newest member of the Ottawa Red Blacks now, uh, Jalen Acklin. Mm -hmm. I was expecting more out of the man. Uh, had about 600, 700 yards, I believe, last year. Was I thought was going to probably light the league on fire this year. And just, or last year, I should say. And uh, Hamilton, in Hamilton, I'm not sure what happened there. We didn't have very much uh, chemistry with the quarterbacks because they were moving them so much. Uh, with Dane Evans and Jeremiah Mazzoli. But um, I think Jalen Ackland's going to have a better year this year. But last year, yeah, a little bit disappointing. Yeah, I got burned by that one a couple of times myself as well. Every time it seemed I picked him, he, he had a flop of a week. And then when I didn't, of course, he, he played well. But that's how fantasy goes, right? Yeah. Uh, what about coming into this year? Any strong breakout candidates uh, in your eyes? And any guys you're expecting to take a step back? You know, I'm taking a look at, again, I'm just because I've been studying the Rough Riders pretty solidly during the during the offseason. Uh, last year, he had his opportunities, and I think this year he's going to probably take the most of it, is, uh, uh, is Paul McRoberts. And, you know, the guy there, when you watched him in, uh, in the uh, training camps over the last little while and watched him whenever he gets onto the field, you think, man, this guy's got something. He's got speed and he, he is fast, but he's got great arm, hands. And I just, I'm very, very surprised that J.O. and uh, Craig Dickinson haven't found a spot for him yet in the, uh, on the field. I'm expecting them to probably, he'll be taking over for that Jordan Williams Lambert spot. I is my belief. And I think he'll be a very good pickup there. Now, one player I'm thinking might take a step back. And I don't want to take a shot too much because I know it's going to come out of Winnipeg this time. <laughs> is uh, you look at uh, your defensive uh, line there. I just look at it as it's getting a little bit older. And again, I'm sure I'm probably going to eat crow on this one. <laughs> uh, but, you know, Willie Jefferson has got a few years on him now. 
Is he going to keep up this uh, performance like he's done for the last couple of years now with Jackson Jeffcoat? I mean, it's exciting for the CFL. I sure hope so. Uh, but I'm thinking that Winnipeg defense, especially uh, if you're looking at fantasy, I don't know if it's going to be the same as it used to be. Uh, it's getting veteran, and not that it's a bad thing, but I think it's to the point where it's maybe going to be the other way. Not to mention, I mean, last by if we're taking last year and comparing it to other seasons, like their defense averaged astronomical numbers uh, consistently. I mean, it was one of the best defenses in CFL history. So I don't think you're wrong in saying they're likely going to take a step back. I would be shocked if the defense manages to play uh, to the exact same level it did uh, last season. Um Saskatchewan Rough Riders hosting the Grey Cup the, this season. Uh, you know, they're kind of the pressure cooker of the CFL, right? Uh, Saskatchewan fans are crazy about their team, naturally so. And so the everything the team does is under scrutiny. Uh, is there a sense of a lot of pressure on the team coming into this year, given hosting the Grey Cup? And uh, how well do you think they're set up right now to make a run for it this coming into this year based on what they've done this offseason? You know, I think they've shored up a few places, but I think they've also lost in a few places. Uh, if you ask around Saskatchewan, and I mean, I travel a little bit with hockey right now, there is some serious, serious concern about two places in the Saskatchewan line and being, again, the essential Toronto Maple Leafs or the Montreal Canadiens of the CFL that everybody's watching at all times. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens. That offensive line last year, was a big, big concern for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Uh, when Cody Fajardo gets a little bit of pressure on him, he can't get that deep ball off. And I think that's going to be a very big uh, area that's going to be very much focused on for most of the season with the Rough Riders. Now, they've added some pieces in there. Uh, Simba is a big part of that uh, offensive line that just got signed up from Toronto, as well as Jamal Campbell. They're going to have to fit in immediately – and they're going to have to fill in some big holes uh, that we're missing there in that Saskatchewan rider, Rough Rider uh, offensive line. The other thing that I look at there is their running back situation in Saskatchewan. Willie, uh, Willie Powell was a great uh, uh, running back to block, and Cody doesn't have that anymore. Willie, of course, went back over to Ottawa and is not going to probably uh, – you've got a little bit of an adjustment now. You've got Jamal Morrow in the backfield. Now, I'm not saying Jamal Morrow can't run the ball. I think he can, and I think he can make some big yards. But you've got to watch that because I don't think he's as used to blocking as he is to running and passing. So that's going to be a little bit of a concern for the Rough Riders is that offensive line in the backfield a little bit. Of course, Cody Fajardo always has pressure on him. He's from Saskatchewan. <laughs> yeah. They always want the backup quarterback, let's face it. So it'll be very interesting to see what Saskatchewan does as well there because Isaac Harker is no longer in Saskatchewan. So that'll be a very interesting uh, situation to see during training camp. Um, one other piece of a uh, little bit of concern, I know they just made a signing today uh, to try to solidify that, but the secondary of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders has lost a few pieces as well. Ed Ganey's gone. Yose, uh, uh, Luches Purifoy is gone, and they've got some shoes to fill there. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see what the Rough Riders do in that part. Now, do I think that they can overcome most of this? Yeah, I think they can. I think they've got, uh, they showed last year that they have a lot of depth in that secondary. Uh, the only real concern, I think, is that offensive line. And if they can get that figured out early, they'll be contenders. 
Now, one of the big conversations uh, always with the CFL is, uh, like I mentioned earlier, how do we better market this league and uh, attract new fans? Uh, do you have any ideas for, for what the CFL should be doing uh, better in this regard? You know, I think there's two things especially they could do. Of course, market to that young generation, that uh, 18 to 30-year-old market, very tough to get involved with that. I know that the, that young market uh, is into and online and onto uh, connect technology a lot. Now, if you can add some of that into there, I think, uh, again, with a uh, uh, big thing last year was the single game betting. There, there is a group of uh, people in that area age group that really enjoy that kind of stuff. And they would get back involved with the CFL if they could show them that this is exciting and you can watch a game and make a little bit of money maybe on it. And you're also enjoying some really high quality football while you're watching to see if you make some money. Uh, the other thing again that I say is more transparency from the CFL. You, you listen to what you got right now. You've got Dave Naylor and a bunch of other media that want to talk about the CFL, but it's very hard to sometimes because you don't know what's going on in the back end of the CFL. Uh, the CFL has always had that idea of being very, very uh, narrow when it comes to talking in the media, talking out and saying what's going on and what, what things we're going to do. I like the idea of, this rand of the Randy's road trip. Uh, where the CFL fans and media can ask questions. But we've got to do that more often. We've got to have more events that draw things to the CFL. For example, the CFL draft is coming up right away. Would it take so much to bring in the top 20 most likely draft picks at the mm. beginning of the thing, bring them into a room, and have a little bit of a fun draft? Maybe you have it at each uh, – if you have it in Regina, for example, because they're hosting the Grey Cup, you have it at Everest Place – and in, just have a little bit of a fun event where the fans can come in, they can make their noise, they can cheer, or uh, you know what they do with Gary Bettman, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Randy doesn't want that. But uh, nevertheless, you know what? It gets the CFL together at another point in the season. And we had that idea just getting into 2019, I believe, where they had the CFL week. Instead of just doing that, do some of the things, like I said, that are easy, low-hanging fruit. I think the CFL draft would be one of those. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. And the transparency thing, and to me, one of the big things with that is contracts too, like uh, getting to know contract value. I think that's one of the really fun parts about the, the trade deadline free agent frenzy in the NHL is seeing who you're going to fit into the cap. Whereas you look at CFL free agency, the Argos sign everybody, and we know they're probably over the cap, but who knows how, by how much and uh, how they're going to fit that all in, right? So Exactly. And, I mean, you look at uh, the NHL. You've got Cap Geek. You've got Cap Friendly. You can go and look all that information up. It's completely disclosed. You can look up whatever you want to look up and make your own chances. You can make your own trades. You can do all sorts of cool little things. In the CFL, can't really do any of that. You don't even know who's on the neg list half the time. Yeah. Just uh, make sure if you're doing that, make sure you double check who's on the uh, the no trade list in the NHL, right? Uh, yeah, for sure. I guess uh, <laughs> I guess Vegas forgot to look at uh, Cap Friendly before they uh, made a trade. Yeah, exactly. You mentioned the CFL drafts coming up in a month or uh, or is coming up soon. Uh, May third, I believe, is the date. Uh, we're not going to get into the specifics of the draft here today, uh, but one of the I feel like the debates that often comes up is. Do you draft based on positional need or do you take the best player available 
at your spot. Uh, where do you stand on that? You know, I'm the same way kind of as uh, I'm actually on both sides of that, really, to be honest. Um, I believe that you always draft the best guy. If he's available, you try to take the best player. Now, that being said, the CFL is kind of unique because you know you have another league that drafts players that are very similar to what your players are. So in the CFL, the one piece that I say every team needs is an offensive line. And there are some great ones in this draft. I took a look here earlier. Uh, two gentlemen that are very close to where I'm from uh, are probably some of the best picks in the CFL draft. But again, if you need that help in the offensive line, if, if you're really short, a.k.a. the Rough Riders, uh, I think Ottawa could probably use another pick or two for offensive linemen. Uh, BC especially could use some offensive linemen if you looked at last year. If they can help you right away and they're available, you take that. But if the, you don't need help in that position and there's somebody that is going to be one year away or can really change your team, let's face it, if the Edmonton, I'll, I'll give you an example in the NHL again, if the Edmonton Oilers had a pile of forwards back in the day, you got to take Connor McDavid. There was no way they couldn't take Connor McDavid. So if you have somebody like that in the CFL, you take that guy. But if you don't, you go for the offensive linemen. You go for those positional players that are your core CFL uh, pieces. Yeah, I'm almost of the opinion because the league's so small and there's so much turnover every offseason in the CFL that uh, to me it makes more sense maybe than other leagues to just all, just draft the best player available. Of course, some of the situations you mentioned where you want you know, you have a need to fill and this guy is probably the best player at that position. So you're going to fill the need uh, there as well. But, you know, players change teams so often you can rebuild a team so quickly in free agency. Whereas, you know, a little more often in the NHL, I'm thinking, okay, this team really needs some defensive prospects. In the CFL, I might be more likely to uh, to just go and grab the uh, the top player available there. You know, I'll, I'll counter you on one way on that. Uh, when you say take the best player available, it's great. But remember, if you take that best player available at two years from now, three years from now, when that rookie contract is up, there's a lot of times that you can't afford that best player. Ask Saskatchewan. They just lost Cam Judge over that. Darius Bladick over that. And yeah, it's great. You have that best player for a little bit. If you if your time is now and you're going to win a great cup, good idea. If you're building to be into the great cup, probably look at your uh, where your needs are, I think, a little bit more. That is fair. That's a very fair argument there. And the debate goes on. It's an endless <laughs> debate. Exactly. Uh, it's good to have some back and forth on that. Uh, one segment I want to do here by, before we wrap up the show, uh, in, in our application form, we asked you to pitch uh, what would be a good segment for uh, the weekly podcast. And one of the things Adam pitched was uh, guess the CFL player based on uh, you know some obscure facts and things like that. So we're going to play a good old game of 20 questions here. Uh, I'll give you 20 questions. Each each one, you can either guess the player. Uh, I don't recommend doing that on the first guess. That might take take you a little while unless you hit the nail on the head. Um, uh, or you can ask a yes or no question. Uh, so you can ask me, uh, is this player on the BC Lions? That's allowed, but you can't ask me what, play, what team the player is on because it's not a yes or no question. 
Um, and uh, to add a little spin on this, after every five questions, uh, you'll unlock a, a bonus fun fact for free that I have queued up here about the player. Uh, the one hint I will give you before we begin is that uh, they are currently on a CFL roster. So it is, it is not a past player. It is a current CFL player. Are you ready, Adam? I suppose let's get this. Uh, let's try this. All right. This is, I've never done this before on the podcast, so uh, I'm hoping this goes well. If not, uh, you may never hear this segment again, or we'll keep tinkering with it. But uh, let's give it a shot. 20 questions on the board. What is your first one? Uh, is this player in the CFL West? No. Okay. Is this player in the Quebec province? No. Oh. In terms of their team? What's that, sorry? In terms of which team they're on? Yeah, which team yeah. they're on right now. Yeah, no. Has this player played on multiple teams? Yes. Is this player played on the offense? Yes. Okay. Is this player a quarterback? No. Okay, that's five questions, so I'll yep. give you your first uh, piece of info here. Uh, while this player is not currently a quarterback, uh, in his senior year of high school, uh, he ended up playing quarterback uh, for the rest of the season after the team's main quarterback suffered a season-ending injury. I don't know how helpful these fun facts are, but they're <laughs> fun. Uh, he also went on a, 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 as an added piece of that, uh, ended up being named the, uh, I believe it's the uh, the city, uh, male high school athlete of the year in uh, in 2009 for that effort. Okay. Is this player a Canadian? Yes. Is this player a wide receiver? Yes. Is this player in Ottawa? No. <laughs> well, that's going to hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's think now. He's a wide receiver, and he's out of Ontario. It's not to Ottawa. Oh, this is going to be tough for me to finish off this last one here. Uh, does this player play for the Ticats? Yes. And I can't remember. I, I asked you, was he a Canadian or not, I believe. Uh, you did, and I said yes. He was a Canadian. Okay. Oh, I'm going to have to almost resort to my roster here a little bit. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> that, that, that might be cheating. I don't know. That's that's what I'm just going to check out here. I, <laughs> I'm just trying to think of it here, but oh, the wow. top of my head, hmm. Ty Cat's roster. Yes, I'm going to cheat a little bit. Sorry. That's <laughs> <laughs> fair. That's fair. Um. Yeah, and I can't ask which uh, university because otherwise it might be a little easier. Oh, you can you can ask whichever questions you. Oh, well, you can't. Well, no, that'll be a yes or no. That's what I'm yeah. saying. It's, you can't do that. So, oh, do 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 do. Cats. I mean, you could go through every university in Canada, but I think you. <laughs> I think I all the questions. questions pretty quick. <laughs> I think I went through too many questions already. So. Uh, you're at nine so far. You're doing good. You're not only bad, not there. bad. I just got to keep this going and just think of what I need now. So You can make a guess at any point if you think you know who it is. Yeah, no. Um, 
I'm just trying to think here, but off the top of my head, the B. Did this player play for the BC Lions before? Yes. Did he play for the Calgary Stampeders before? Yes. And uh, you, so you've hit 10 questions so far. Sure. So you'll get another fun fact here. Um, at the start of his college football career, he was uh, catching passes from Colin Kaepernick. I'm going to throw it out there. Is this player Lamar Durant? It is. There we go. 12 questions. Nicely not, done. Not yes. bad. I mean, let's face it, a little bit of assistant cheating a bit. But <laughs> I kind of I figured, you know what, uh, it's a wide receiver and when you say quarterback, and I just had that Durant idea in my head, that, that's where it came from. But I just, I you know, I hate to say it. Maybe I haven't been following closely enough. I did forget that he went to Hamilton. Yeah, that was, uh, I figured I'd pick a tricky one that's changed teams here a little bit, throw you off there. No, great job. 12 questions there. I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, the uh, We didn't unlock the third fun fact, but I'll give it to you now because I think this one's the most interesting one. Uh, Lamar Durant is, uh, turns out he's quite the Madden player and has ranked as high as top 19 overall in Madden Ultimate Team in 2018 and has beaten a six-time Madden World Champion. Also got invited to play in a world tournament, but uh, wasn't able to do so uh, due to some uh, other commitments. So, That's amazing. Yeah, I didn't expect him to actually be. I know the, the, lots of the guys all play uh, play Madden and yeah, I didn't expect him to be ranked that high. That's for sure. Well, this has been the first edition of uh, I guess the CFL player. I think this could be a fun, uh, fun weekly segment to do here on the podcast. Uh, we'll fine tune things as we go along. Uh, but just as we get ready to wrap things up here, uh, any any final things you want to talk about, Adam? Uh, before we do, and uh, also uh, go ahead and plug uh, whatever you want. Now I'm not one to plug very much because you know, uh, besides uh, go and thank a farmer sometime, just if you can. Uh, Nevertheless, no, you know what? It's been real fun here. And uh, uh, like I said, I, I really do enjoy the CFL and love talking about it. So if you do want to follow me on Adam Stewart one at, at Adam Stewart one on Twitter, by all means, you can go right ahead. Uh, usually I'll have a few CFL comments throughout the uh, throughout the season. And, you know, it's been fun. Like I said, it's uh, really enjoyed working with you here, Ryan. And uh, we'll see where this goes, I guess. Hope you all enjoyed that little conversation there with Adam. I uh, got to know a little bit more about him, his CFL fandom. I uh, got his thoughts on a couple things around the CFL. And even got to play a fun game of, I uh, guess, the CFL player along the way there as well. Of course, you can hear Adam all season long here on the Canadian Football Countdown Weekly Preview Show every week where we'll talk through, uh, preview all of the games to come for the coming week. Talk through CFL Fantasy, CFL Pick'em, Prop Bets, you name it. Should be a lot of fun all year around. Very excited to have Adam as part of the team. Make sure you check him out on Twitter, at AdamStewart1, for all of his CFL tweets, all of his farming tweets. Those are fun to look at as well. Uh, so you can follow him there. You can find the podcast on Twitter, at CF Countdown Pod, uh, on Facebook as well, the Canadian Football Countdown there. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at CooperTrooper42. Make sure you check out all the other great shows from around the Canadian Football Podcast Network. You can find those on Twitter, at CFPodNetwork. And uh, whatever platform you're listening on, uh, we appreciate if you uh, do all the fun things like like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, share with your friends. Help us grow the show, get it out there to more listeners. 
always appreciate that. And uh, if you missed it, make sure you go back and check out uh, our introduction podcasts uh, on the two other new members of our team, uh, Brian Lowe, Trey Colbeck. Both of those are out on the podcast uh, feeds already as well for you to enjoy. And stay tuned. We've got lots of fun off-season content to come over the next couple of months. And then we're right into it with a full season and lots of coverage here on the podcast. Can't wait for it all to begin. As always, thanks for listening. Take care. Have a good one. Bye.